in rotation and wow what an episode we've got in store if this is not our best show yet lads i'm going to be pretty disappointed we're starting with the second ever edition of nfl in rotation where we've got we've got so much to talk about so much planned probably too much and then we're going on to pick out some win-loss records that we feel perhaps may not be painting an accurate picture. Stay tuned to that because we've got an interesting theme to it, so we'll uh, we'll see how well that ends up going. Uh, and then we're going to give a little rookie roundup, and uh, we might even be seeing the introduction of a brand new segment called What the Fuck Are You Talking About? What More Could You Want? So, joining me as ever is Reese who has not stopped smiling since le- uh, since he heard the Bills linked with Christian McCaffrey. Mate, it, it's not happening. There's still time. There's still time. And you are just scared because, you know, if we get that, man, then it's a guaranteed Super Bowl. That would be pretty ridiculous, and I probably don't argue with that, to be honest. But, of course, joining us as well, we've, we've got an Ashley. Ash, how, uh, you ready for a big, massive episode? It's already 11pm. Could be quite a late one. Yeah, it's a late one, but we're ready. We've been excited for this episode. Brand new segments to get our mm. teeth into. Mm. Um, yeah, let's go. Uh, uh, we've had some issues with our voice actors, so the uh, the jingles or the, the, the drops for the segment titles are not coming, but they will be here next week. <laughs> Bit of breaking news for you. Uh, I wanted to kick things off with uh, Roger Goodell's comments on possible NFL expansion into Europe. There is no question that uh, London could support not just one franchise, I think two franchises. I really believe that. And that's from a fan perspective, from a commercial standpoint, from a media standpoint. That that is uh, undoubtedly, I think you've all proven that. And thank you for that. So we've got Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. We've got Wembley. We've got games alternating between Munich and Frankfurt. We used to ask for a franchise. Can we please have a division? <laughs> it's a, it's a, I, that's not. That, that's part of what we're doing, right? We're trying to sort of see: could you could you have multiple locations in Europe, or you could have a, you know an NFL franchise? Because it would be easier as a division. Mm. Wow. So that was Sky Sports Neil Reynolds asking the commissioner of the NFL, Roger Goodell, for a division in Europe. Uh, everyone laughed, but uh, Roger Goodell actually said that they're seriously looking into it. It sounds like they're they're seriously doing their their planning, their preparation, their research. Um, obviously, it'd be such a long way down the line, but but how awesome would that be? Yeah, pretty massive comments there coming from the commissioner. I think it's something that we've all been waiting for for a long time, and it's something to look forward to, especially for us with a UK-based podcast. I think it's something massive that we've got every right to be excited about yeah i think i don't know maybe i don't know how realistic it is i think maybe roger goodell might be you know trying to spice things up play to the media was a bit. The, it was at the nfl uk event whatever obviously he's, of NFL yeah. London, but. he's gonna he's gonna want to get the uk fans excited he's gonna want them like hyped up for the game and they're gonna be remembering that linking that like that'll just all add to the hype and the experience who knows? I think um, it definitely is an option. You can tell that the NFL's growing uh, across the world and Europe would be the next place. And uh, I think that was that article you sent um, earlier, Harry, um, how it would just sort of make sense to have uh, a division straight from the off. Obviously, it could take a few years, but um, it would be a bit of out of place just having one team come in, whereas a division sort of makes sense. Yeah, it would have to be a division. I don't think Roger Goodell said anything untrue there. That, uh, I bet they really are seriously looking into it, and I think they'd be stupid not to. The NFL, with bloody hell, with how America is, sort of, they're always looking to, to 
grow and get bigger. They like the power that they have in America. They want to spread that across the world, and and why wouldn't they in terms of money and just in terms of growing the sport? So I I think it it's definitely a viable option. We've got the we've got the interest here, and obviously such a massive sporting continent. Uh, anyway, if if that's a thing, like we've got the infrastructure here. So um, I, I again, it'll be like ten fifteen years down the line before we see anything tangible. But um, I'm excited. I'm excited. Uh, Reese, you pose an interesting question. Uh, obviously, do you carry on supporting your your team you supported this whole time, or do you switch over to your to your local team? You got you got to give the London team some love, surely. Yeah, that's that's what I said to you earlier. I think it it leaves a leaves a bit of a hard dilemma to work out. You know, you you want to support one of the teams from that are local to you, but at the same time, if as you say, it could be ten, fifteen years down the line. The amount of love and passion we already have for our teams is only going to get stronger over that time. So I think it, it's going to be hard to switch team, but I think it's something that you would have to consider. Yeah, it might be a little transition period there. Anyway, we move it on. This is NFL in rotation, meant to be moving quickly. Who else has got something to talk about? So the NFL London carried on this weekend um, at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium once more. And the Giants pulled off a crazy comeback, 27-22 win against the Packers with Brian Dayball's Giants going 4-1 in a stadium filled with Packers. You could see Brian Dayball's excitement at the Ooh. end. He was given given it large uh, to the English crowd. Um, mainly to all those Packers fans out there, um, you know it was what a crazy performance it was for the Giants and what a win! Yeah, massive Absolutely. win. That on, if we remember rightly, uh, I think I might have called it last week, and <laughs> you two were quick to write the Giants off. Yeah, Ash, have you just teed Reese up on purpose because he's not stopped talking in the last three, four days or whatever about how he said the Giants might win? Uh, well, I knew, I knew he wanted to get it in there, so um, <laughs> you know, fair fair play. Um, yeah, I think uh, he, Reese did give a, quite a good uh, argument last week for the Giants, and and it, and it's paid off. Um, well, I, I mean, kinda... luckily we're not doing what the fuck are you talking about with the new segment this week because I, I think I remember <laughs> I, I said literally I, I can't see any way the Giants will win this. It's a terrible matchup for them, like the Packers. I <laughs> think you so, said the Packers were going to walk over the Giants. Yeah, I think I said it in different ways a few times. I was very confident. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, to be fair, mate, I think you might have had a, f- a quite few questionable ones that could have gone into that segment um, already on the podcast. Uh, well, we'll have to see. We'll have to see, won't we? <laughs> uh, you can't just say that. You've got to, you've got to back up that with evidence. But we'll see. The Giants-Packers <laughs> game um, was actually such a good game. Uh, and, and I just can't believe these, these Giants. They're... How are they doing it? Like I said before on the show that their defense was meant to be nothing before before the season. They've they've been so banged up. They've got no like wide receivers even. I don't understand how it's, they're doing it's it. It's crazy, isn't it? I mean, I think it just goes to show what good coaching can actually do. Yeah, no, I, to I, a I team. So. Yeah, um, one of the big points I wanted to bring to this section this week. Um, I think they, they were trailing to the Packers, and this is a game that. From what you said, and it proves that no one expected them to win. It's This Giants team has been winning games that no one expected them to win from the start of the season. And I think 
Dayballs just came in and turned the mentality of that team around. He, he's not made many additions to the, the roster and he's just got them playing. He's got them believing in themselves. You know, they were trailing with not long left against the Packers. They had a little bit of a scare with Saquon ending up in the dressing room for some treatment and apparently he was demanding that he got back on the pitch. It just shows the mentality mm. there. You had Saquon at the end of the game talking about how much they believe in Daniel Jones and how they think he's the man to take them forward and they're going to continue to lean on him. But I think watching the watching the Giants at the minute, I think Saquon's the man at the Giants. You know, they've got him playing wildcat on many snaps. Mm. The, he's moving the ball so well. He's He's been a dual threat. And you noticed it when he wasn't on the field, when he had that injury scare, they, they didn't seem like the same team. But when he came back, they just explode. And I think it's testament to Dayball's coaching, as we say. You see the passion. He, he's just come in and he's got that dressing room believing we can win these games. We play our game. We do what we need to do, and we can win these games. And I, I, I love to see it. I mean, it's, it's obviously Saquon Barkley is the key key man on, on yeah. that team, as you say, Reese. Um, but you look at across the team across the board; it's, it's, it lacks talent, really. And, you know, especially yeah. with all those injuries that they've had at wide receiver as well. Uh, it's pretty crazy that they've been able to do it. And you know, Daniel Jones has been criticised so much uh, in the in the past, and like he's a lot of people still don't think he's he's up. Uh, you know, I think, good enough he, I to think play. he's just. I think Daniel Jones is playing basically the same as he always has which he's been like he's had too much criticism in the past because the team's yeah. losing and like things are crumbling behind him but i don't think his level of play and i think the stat the stats do back it up as well ha- hasn't changed which which makes this four and one sort of this turnaround season on season e- even more remarkable and i think like you say you do have to look at the coaching I mean, yeah, it, go, it all goes back to that. You know, the Giants scored 17 unanswered points after going 17-3 down in the second quarter. Like, they, they scored in five straight drives to win the game. You know, you know that's crazy. And that, that's sort of to do with the culture, you know, at the Giants. The mindsets, the, yeah. The, yeah, it's the mindset change. Uh, but, mm. I mean, I do want to give this opportunity to shit on the Packers a bit, to be honest. Yeah, please, um, please. I was hot on them in the off-season. Uh, heading into it, I didn't think the roster was looking great. But I think I'd sort of... I should have stayed a bit more firmer with what I was thinking. And I got turned with a lot of sort of uh, the, the general consensus on the Packers. You know, it's the Packers. They've still got an elite defence. Um, it's still Aaron Rodgers. It's still Matt LaFleur. They're still going to be the Packers, like just to a slightly different degree without Devontae Adams. But, you know, I don't think they've been, been great at all. That You know, considering how good that defense was supposed to be, you know, one of the best in the NFL, um, they haven't done enough this season. You know, they weren't able to make the stop and change the course of the game against the Giants. You know, allowing the Giants to score in five straight drives to win the game, that's poor on that defense, considering how many studs are across, that, uh, across the board there. Um, you know... And, and they were poor against the Vikings too in the beginning of the season, um, you know, allowing Justin Jefferson all that space. The, 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 you know, the defense hasn't been good enough. And then the win against the Pats even, you know, they had the third string quarterback, Bailey Zappi, and like, mm. and they still um, only narrowly won that game. I just, I don't think the Packers are anywhere near as good as people make out to be. I, I think Yeah, the, well, the way... uh, you talk about... My... I think the way they're performing is starting to get to some of the players a little bit as well. You, like, 
you had Jair Alexander after the game. He got asked if how it is affecting them mentally, and he said, "Well, I'm not worried, but I will be worried if we lose next week." And I think it it really ticked Rogers off because he he was like, "But like you don't talk as if we're gonna lose. Like you manifest, and it it, it seems like it is starting to have a, an effect on a team who mm. had such a big ego and." think they're all of that but they're getting found out and I mean you look at the defensive line the only person that's really pulling the weight is Rashan Gary and they're just not looking too hot Absolutely, they've not scored 30 games in a season so far this year. And uh, we were talk- we talked about the Packers' offense before the season. We said, uh, with Chiefs losing Tyreek Hill, with Packers losing Devante Adams, what are they going to have to do? Make it up uh, in the run game and then rely on those rookie wide receivers and the other wide receivers too to settle in as quickly as possible. And that's just not happened. Romeo Dobbs it just doesn't does cut it. Flashes. Like, yeah, well, just with a few extra like players, average to good ones, it doesn't make up for a stud yeah. like Devontae Well, Adams you needed and... Dobbs and, and Watson to come in and hit the ground running right there, but you see the first play of their season was a drop 75-yard pass from the rookie. Uh, it's been stuff like that, which meant you've not got Devontae Adams to get you out of trouble. Aaron Rodgers can't just chuck it up to him, so you've got to you've got to win in other ways whatsoever. You've got to pull out these tight victories, rely on your defence or whatever, and, and they've not done that too well this year. But again, very early days. After questioning Bill Belichick's sanity in preseason, I wanted to give the granddaddy of the NFL uh, just a little bit of credit. They just beat the uh, they just beat the Lions by 29 points with their third string rookie quarterback Bailey Zappi. They just shut out the number one offense in the NFL. Shut them out. And um, and poor Jared Goff is only just starting to recover from that Super Bowl PTSD and Bill Belichick has done it to him all over again. And everyone's just like, oh, the Patriots just doing Patriots things. Oh, yeah, the coaching staff does that for a few games every year. But like, it's, it's incredible. It's amazing to have such an advantage with your coaching staff, uh, with Bill Belichick and your schemes that can just win your games like this. Like The Lions were the number one offence in the league, and I know that doesn't necessarily tell the full story, but like, what the hell? Bailey Zappi in, in his second uh, start or whatever. The Patriots under Bill, Bill Belichick are 5 0, with uh, quarterbacks drafted outside the first round making their debut. The rest of the NFL in that time period are 30 and 80. 30 wins, 80 losses. This guy is ridiculous. Bill Belichick is the godfather, grandfather of the NFL, and he's worth, like, I don't even know, like a few wins just himself every season. I'm pretty sure you were saying that he's lost his mind uh, at the beginning of the season. Yeah, that's what I said. I said he was going... I was questioning his sanity. <laughs> it, it's been weird. But I'm, I'm, say, I'm fully back on the Bill Belichick train. He's a, he is a god. Uh, no, to be fair, you know, it's very impressive. Have you, say, have you said, Harry, um, you know, shutting out the Lions after how good their offense has been this season. You know, credit to him. Um, you know, obviously the offense perhaps... Hasn't hasn't been as good as it necessarily seems, but I mean, as you say, with ba- ba- I mean, c- considering Bailey Zappi's in, you know, you got to give it give the credit um, to their uh, fifteen points came from field goals on Sunday, and Carl Duggar also scored from a pick six. But as a third string QB, uh, a rookie fifth round pick, I think it was um, to come in and do what he did. You know, it's it's, it's all down to the coaching and being able to do that. Yeah, um, and the environment know, and just the the state of the New England Patriots and how they operate like. Every single day, 
Because like, yeah. but it's not a great stat line from Bailey Zappi, but it's exactly what 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 Bill Belichick would have wanted the night before. Like, don't make him do too much. Don't make any mistakes, and and let the let the coaching staff, let the schemes, let our, our more talented players win the game for us. And that's exactly what they did to a to a twenty nine to zero scoreline. Unbelievable. Uh, yeah, and the defense was class as well. Uh, you know, Lions yeah, have, no. the, have the third highest points in the NFL this season. That's even after the shutout. So that's proven how good they they have been prior to that. Yeah, most uh, Matt, amount of yeah. Yeah, Matt Judon's um, been the heart was the highlight. Um, he had a couple of sacks, one tackle for loss, and four QB hits. Um, you know, overall, it it just such a great performance. And again, down get down to that coaching, and you know the Pats without with their team at the minute they're always going to be floating um you know below and above um 500 but um if they you know that by staying on that course up until the end of the regular season you know that you've they've always got a chance for a push to the playoffs well on the note of talking about future all the famers i've claimed at the start of the season that gabe davis is going to have a breakout <laughs> season and become elite <laughs> Uh, no, I think... <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Did this guy just say future Hall of Famer? So controversial. <laughs> so controversial. You look at what he done again. A broken, for all it's a broken Steelers team, he, he played absolutely incredible. He had three receptions for 171 yards and two touchdowns. He showed at the, the tail end of last season what he can do with his four touchdowns against the Chiefs. But, he, like, he, he got the opportunity to show what he can do as a deep threat against the Steelers. He, he got the trust put back in, back on him after he came back from that injury. And I think he, he's so slept on. He, he's such a good receiver. And having him back fit is just incredible for the Bills. And him and Stefan Diggs, as a wide receiver, Joe, is it's just insane and I don't think he gets enough credit for what he does I don't, I don't know I don't know if it's kind of um, just a result of the environment sort of thing like how many how many players with that sort of speed with Josh Allen throwing it to you and that offense like would just pick up games like that where they have ridiculous numbers, especially when Stefan Diggs is getting like double teamed or whatever. Uh, I think that is been... more of a case of that. Like he's never he, what max amount of receptions he gets, like like four a game. He, obviously, yeah, he makes those big plays, and it, but as you say, Harry, when somebody like Stefan Diggs has all the focus on him, it just allows it to be so much easier for a player like Davis. Uh, yeah, he has 11 receptions on 20 targets this year. He's had a drop or two. I don't know what the the rest of those targets were saying. Um, and I I think if you put him on the Panthers, uh, then he'd he'd be just another guy, a jag. But um, he's still so young, and he he's had these electric games. Whatever, I, I'm happy to be proved wrong yet again by who him. knows, who knows. Mm. And speaking even more about future NFL Hall of Famers, this one actually will be. Uh, in the Hall of Fame, um, is Justin Tucker, the, the, the kicker. I wanted to to give a bit of credit to to this guy who is an absolute insane football player. Do you love it when it comes down to you? I mean, I love it and I hate it and everything in between. It's, uh, you know, I, I'd be lying to you if I said every time I go out there, I'm not just a little bit nervous. You know, I'm not thinking about, you know, worst case scenario, but... It's really important to me and to us to take, you know, those 1.3 seconds between the snap, the hold, and the kick and just focus on the nuts and bolts of what's going to make the kick. And my feelings 
don't matter. What matters is seeing the ball snapped with 12 o'clock laces from Nick Moore, seeing the ball spotted cleanly from Jordan Stout, his first career game-winning hold. And then uh, from there, I'm just a system kicker. The ball kicks itself at that point. Uh, and all, all we're really thinking about is those things that are going to make the kick. All the feelings and stuff, we can enjoy them after the fact. Yeah, so I just wanted to, to bring some love for the best kicker in NFL history and one of the best players in the NFL right now after yet another perfect performance. He's uh, uh, he's perfect in field goals and extra points so far this year and he's just a ridiculous player and how much better he is uh, than everyone else. His 91.1% uh, field goal accuracy is the best in NFL history. He has 61 consecutive field goals made in fourth quarter or overtime, which is an NFL record. And of course, he hit that record 66-yarder uh, last year in the win versus Lions, which was which was unbelievable. That one of the most electrifying plays I've I've seen as an NFL fan, in my, uh, I reckon. Um, and I could go on for another 20 minutes with all with all these stupid stats he's got. But uh, what really intrigues me is his mindset. And and just how levels above everyone else he is. Like, Reese, you do uh, psychology degree, whatever. Like, the the mindset must take and how seriously he takes every kick, even in practice, they, they act like every kick is, is a game-winning kick. Like, I, I don't know. It just really intrigues me, really impresses me what Justin Tucker's been able to do with his life, his career, and life. Yeah, being so consistent is... But he's... he's the epitome of a consistent player that he, everyone wants to be as consistent as him, no matter what position they play. And I think a lot of it is down to mindset. You've got to all be. that, as he says, he's always nervous, but he's obviously got that belief in himself that every time he goes out there, he's going to make that kick. Yeah, Ravens uh, special teams coach Randy Brown compared him to Michael Jordan and Tiger Woods just in the way that he wants to be the one at the end of the game with the ball in his hands, with the ball at his foot. Uh, he wants that pressure. He wants the responsibility of having the game, putting the team on his back. Uh, ESPN did an article on him. His mother said about him that he has no inhibitions. She doesn't know why. Like, like The psychology and just how, how much of an absolute monster this guy is, I, I just love it. I wanted to bring that up. Yeah, it's pretty crazy, especially considering we were talking about kickers last week. We, I don't, yeah. We, I think we only briefly mentioned Justin Tucker somehow. Um, but yeah, he, he's. It's crazy that we're sitting here talking about um a kicker like that. Like it's a, one of the positions that you think of least, but when you actually think about it and how many game winning uh, moments that he he's made for for the Ravens. Uh, just proves or how important they are and how they're probably not valued enough in the league. Well, no, not if they're like this, but like they can change the way they play in the fourth quarter and on a possible game-winning drives because of this guy. Like he, he adds such an advantage to have a, a reliable leg and one that hits from so far out. But let's move it on. NFL in rotation is now 25 minutes deep. So, Ash, Ash what you got for us? Well, I think I did have to mention the Chiefs briefly. Um, obviously, mm. crazy win against the Raiders on Monday Night Football. Drama right up until the end. Uh, the Raiders thought they could, would be able have a chance of winning the game with a late touchdown for Devontae Adams. Uh, the two-point conversion was then missed. And obviously, a Adams was in the headlines of pushing the guy who ran in front of him uh, yeah, as the, the game was ending. Now him for assault. He is suing him. Adams, yeah. I saw he tweeted an apology and everything, but... Um, yeah, that's pretty crazy. Oh, I don't, but, I don't know if he's so, he's putting like uh, the police are invested. Like he's putting a complaint with the police, alleged assault. <laughs> that's pretty mad. Pretty mad. But now, obviously, the Chiefs go marching on another win for them. 
Um, surely Devonte Adams has got to be furious. Uh, well, look at him; he's furious. Well, you know, is, like but, uh, just uh, with, with his like in general with at the Raiders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, frustration after the game uh, in that situation and tempers can flare, or whatever. But just in general, uh, you know, it's not looking good for the Raiders at all, is it? Obviously, a good yeah. performance against to stay close with the Chiefs, but it's just uh, that record. Yeah, and they're just they're beating themselves. That's the thing. It's not like uh, Devante Adams has gone and that that chemistry with Derek Carr has just gone missing or whatever, or they can't they can't find that deep ball or whatever. They connected on on two dimes. Uh, on Monday night, uh, one for a touchdown, maybe two for a touchdown, and um, nearly another one. But Adams was just out of bounds, so like it's there. The Raiders are just beating themselves in 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 other ways and and in stupid ways, to be honest. Um, so yeah, I think um, I don't know. It's, it's so early in the season. I think luckily for them, the um, AFC West, obviously the Chiefs have looked good, but the the other two teams haven't looked as, as good as we perhaps thought. Yeah, that's true. There have been a bit of a letdown. Obviously, the Broncos not getting things to go with Russell Wilson. Um, but I think we should move on to the first NFL coach to go. Matt Rule fired. Oh, uh, yeah. Not really much of a surprise there, is it, guys? No, and Ash, uh, give you some credit here. You've been banging on the Matt Rule sucks drum for uh, quite a few suck. months now. Obviously, he didn't show too much in his first two years, but... Um, it's He's gone eleven and twenty-seven. Work. That was his record. That's that's shocking. Yeah, I get much a lot, worse. A lot of people think that, and it is justified with how he performed. But we have to remember, he came straight into the NFL, took the head coach role from college football. You look at the likes of Brian Dayball. He built experience in different roles throughout the league. Got experience of the NFL before he transitioned into a head coach role. I think that could be something that has a lot to do with it. Um, obviously, college football is very different to how the game is at the top in the NFL. So I think that, if given he had had some experience, I think it could have went a lot different for him. Yeah, I I just don't think he's shown enough. Like he's kind of deteriorated in the way he spoke to his media, and and the, he it seems like he's just been getting in a worse and worse place himself over the last couple of years. It must be a tough place to be an NFL coach. You can't win. And another massive factor in it all is a is a quarterback situation over the last three years. He's had a different quarterback every year, and he just there's only so much you can do. They chase the quarterbacks. They even tried to get Deshaun Watson. I think the Panthers have we're in for pretty much every big quarterback over the last couple of years. Uh, if there's no one, they, they obviously drafted this year, but if there's no one in the draft high up that you like, that you can start, like what can you do? There's, and there's only so much you can do as a head coach without a, yeah. without a quarterback, unless you're Bill Belichick, of course. Well, then um, I, I did see sort of the reports, as you say, Harry, sort of obviously not having that franchise QB, but I, th- I don't know. I think it's a bit weak to be, to be blaming it on that. Um, you see so many teams do well without a, quality, like a sort of elite um, QB. Yeah. You know, as we just mentioned about Brian Dable, you know, how well they're, they're doing now. And they've still got Daniel Jones there. They've yeah. not changed quarterback. And it's not, they've not even got a, a studs on the roster. It's just, through quality coaching. So I think for me, you know, you look at the Panthers, they've got stars on that team. They have got yeah. good quality players. Like, 
Yeah, Christian McCaffrey, obviously, and they've not got not the best out of him. He's not used him nowhere near um, to the, his his potential. Um, you know, I, Baker Mayfield, okay, yeah, he, he's not looked good at all, but I don't think he's anywhere near as bad as he seems to be, um, you know, at, under Matt Rule. I think that he is, there is a quarterback in there. Um, and as you said, on both sides of the ball, you've got Brian Burns. Um, you've also got J.C. Horn, both first-round picks. They've, they've got quality. DJ Moore is an incredible wide receiver. DJ Moore, yeah. And he, again, he's not being used. Um, you know, to me, th- that's not just a quarterback problem. That's problems all over the pitch, and they're not getting the best out of any of the pl- good players that they've got. Yeah, no, if he was a good enough coach, he would have risen above these issues. That's what they do. You rise above these issues and you, at the very least, you show more than what he has shown um, through, you know, just scheming stuff up offensively or defensively and and making the unit better than the sum of their parts or whatever, at least getting the best out of your star players. He's... He's done nothing to to make you to make you feel like he he can be a, a head coach in this league for much longer. Absolutely, and also we're going to be seeing Sam Darnold come back in. Uh, Baker Mayfield has got an ankle sprain, so I believe Darnold should be playing this week. Darnold's injured himself. Darnold's injured as well. <laughs> we're seeing PJ Walker, baby. The the last last thing I touch on for this section is the Cowboys. Um, they they, they seem to be. They look like a good team for once in a while, you know. Dak's been out, got injured in the first game, and they've had the backup Cooper Rush come in and go four and all, which I don't think anyone thought would have happened. Um, but they, they've got that run game going again. Zeke's looking good, and they they just look like they look like a different team this year. You got Micah Parsons playing unbelievable. We've seen him on the weekend, playing for injury to get a massive sack towards the end to pretty much seal the game against the Super Bowl champions. I think they're looking really good and it kind of leaves a dilemma with with Dak not being fully fit and Cooper playing so well. I I think it leaves a bit of a dilemma there, you know. Obviously, Dak's the, the paid quarterback, the franchise quarterback, but... I find it hard to see why you would change it when it's going so well at the minute. Yeah, because it's a it's definitely not a quarterback decision um, like at all. They're winning these games off the back of their defense, and and he has to go credit to the coaching as well. Like offensively, Cooper Rush is definitely playing within himself. Like he's not um, not adding much to the offense himself. He's just making sure he's not throwing interceptions yeah. and taking away from it. So that, that uh, no one is, is less of a believer in Mike McCarthy and his mojo moments than me. But but to be fair, they've put, and a lot of it is that defense. That defense is, is so good. Might be the best in the league through five games, but it probably is. Um, but but yeah, Cooper Rush is just is just doing his job and not much more. I think you you would want Dak Prescott back even for this weekend against the Eagles, but it looks like that's coming too early. But but yeah. Dak goes straight back. Straight yeah, back obviously, in. obviously, there's no there's no like question about it. Dak goes straight in, and as you say, Cooper Rush is he's just been he's doing doing his job and he's been doing it well. He's done exactly what you want from a backup QB just to come in, not do anything silly. You know, he's not thrown any interceptions. Uh, and he's just sort of kept it tight. And I think they've they've done enough on the offense. They've got enough playmakers on the offense uh, mm. to win games. Obviously, the main part of that is the defense. You know, obviously with the likes of Mika Parsons, Demarcus Lawrence, and Trevon Diggs. Um, you know, they haven't conceded more than twenty points in a game so far this season. Uh, 
but they, they do have those guys on the offense, you know, to to make things happen. You know, Tony Pollard with a 57-yard touchdown run against the Rams. Cooper Rush, uh, obviously, he got his couple of touchdowns against the com- Commanders. You know, give credit to him there. He he, he did a good job. Um, steady, you know, he's kept it steady. Uh, and obviously, the likes of C.D. Lamb. You know, he hasn't been electric, and you can't really blame him with, you know, the the downgrade at quarterback. But, um, you know, he, he's made the plays when it's mattered. Um, you know, looking back at the his 100 um, catch with a go-ahead touchdown against the Giants, and obviously that now looks like an even better win than it did at the time. Um, you know, mm. I think, uh, you know, the the Cowboys, I think, definitely, I, I've not been a big fan of them before. I think I've sort of taken what they've done with a pinch of salt, especially last season, but, you know... Um, they're looking very good considering and massive NFC East game against the Eagles on Monday Night Football. Mm. Yeah, it's time for one of those guys to really make the charge to the division. Uh, and obviously it'll be interesting to see how the defence does against Jalen Hurts. To your last point, Reese, I do, I do think there is an argument that, um, that just because it, it, it's a lot more simple with Cooper Russian, they know what they've got to do. They know they just have to run the ball with, uh, with Zeke and, and Pollard and, and keep it in with shorter passes and and keep it very simple for um for Cooper Rush I do feel like maybe maybe bringing Dak back uh, it does complicate the offense again and you're trying to do bigger things and that's where yeah. mistakes are coming in I, I definitely think that's a possibility yeah that's true uh, that's that's the kind of thing man I was by no means trying to say that Cooper Rush should be a starter over Dak Prescott sounded like think, you were saying that a bit I just think <laughs> the, the way that the way that they've been playing, as you say, it's been simple. They've been doing what they need to do. When you bring Dak back in, he's capable of doing more with a ball, ball from his hands. And I think, as you say, it can overcomplicate it. So that's why I pose the question. What it does do is, is give the opportunity for, for Dak to get fully fit before he comes back and, and make sure there are no issues with those fingers or whatever and put him in the best possible place to succeed as he comes back. Right, that'll do us for that um, that massive intro segment. We'll see you after the break. Welcome back to Throw It In Rotation. It's time now for Would Your Record Lie To You? Loosely based on the TV show Would I Lie To You? Sorry, US listeners. We will take it in turns to highlight a team's win-loss record that we feel does not quite reflect how good or how bad they are, they truly are, or, or what they've shown us this season. And then the other two will decide if, if, if the other person's take is a truth or a lie. Um, we've got Rob Bryden dropping in for a quick guest appearance. So, Ash, why don't you take it away and give us um, give us your team? Well, I'm going to use this opportunity to back my boys. The Arizona Cardinals. So controversial. <laughs> so controversial. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think we've got a great case. We're we're better than two and three uh, at the moment. Yeah, yeah, and we're better than how we've been playing as well. Um, and now we're lost to the now five and zero Eagles. The Eagles have been very good and. Uh, we went toe to toe with them really for for a lot of the game, and I think we were quite unfortunate uh, to lose that game. Obviously, uh, we went fourteen points down, but we played well in the second half, and you know we lost at the end of the day on a forty-three yard field goal without our normal kicker. Um, you know, Matt Prater is making that. Um, you know, 
I think we're a lot better, you know, with, obviously, I know we've spoken about it a lot, but the injuries have taken a massive toll and, you know, obviously D-Hop being suspended with him coming back for the, for, uh, not next week, but the week after, that's going to be massive. Uh, and it's not just been, you know, it'd be different if it was just D-Hop out, but Rondale Moore uh, was missing for a large part of the season. Even like the backup players like Antoine Wesley um, was injured and, you know, that he was doing all right uh, towards the end of last season. Uh, Rodney Hudson was out um, at the game against the Eagles and, and we still, um, obviously, we still did very well against them. Um, JJ Watt was also missing at the beginning of the season, but now we're sort of getting those players back. I think we're, we're doing... We're doing a lot better, and I think playing that well against the Eagles has shown how good of a team we can be. Uh, adding in just sort of hop and everyone coming back later on, and I think we'll prove how good we are. No points for the moral victory, all being close in games. I've not been. In, I, I, I was going to say I've not been impressed by the Cardinals so far, but I've I've been um, really disappointed. Uh, mainly by that passing game, but you've been 26th in defensive DVOA, 23rd in offensive DVOA. Buda Baker's there with a 62 PFF grade. He's had four missed tackles. You've got a good pass-protecting O-line, definitely decent, um, but you just can't get it going through the air. Uh, you've only beaten the Raiders and the Panthers this year, and they only have two wins between them. Uh, you should have stepped up against the Rams. Their offense is in complete tatters, but you only managed 12 points. Why? Why? Why is the offense with Kyler Kyler Murray a decent O line and and uh, a wide receiver you paid the first for Cliff Kingsbury meant to be an offensive guru? Why are you struggling to score over twenty points every week? Is it the coaching? Maybe go on, Reese. The biggest problem at the Cardinals at the minute seems to be the fact that they, it looks like they don't start playing until the second half. They they don't get going. It doesn't seem like. They've got any sense of urgency until pretty much the fourth quarter when Kyler starts moving the ball and taking the game into his own hands with his ability to run the ball. I think it, we would see, a, a, if you could get fired up for the start of the game, I think it would be a completely different story. But it, it takes you so long to get going, to click and start moving the ball properly. I, I, I think you just stink, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, and uh, that's the first stink. There's a stinky alert there. First stinky of the show, but I'm gonna carry it straight on and, and match it up with a double stinky. I do think there are stinky vibes um, around the franchise after a pretty, let's say, it was a disastrous summer. Um, Reese mentioned the Reese said to me today there were there were rumours of uh, of strife of issues in the Kyler Murray Cliff Kingsbury relationship. Uh, I absolutely it, it does stink. That well, I, I take your point. Uh, for sure. Yeah, I think certainly we're not doing well, good enough at the start, as you said. Uh, it's not been good enough. We start games way too slowly and we're already behind uh, before we've even begun. You know, we can't be doing that. And But that's... These sorts of things, I think, will, will, will change and get better towards the end of the season. Obviously, I think I underestimated and probably a lot of other people underestimated uh, how big D-Hop is to that offence. But, you know, Marquise Brown has really started to prove how good he is and have that chemistry with Kyler last few weeks. Um, I don't know if you saw, but the little Duke move he did, getting past three players uh, for nice, the, nice. our first touchdown, was, was you know, that was very nice. Um, and, you know, and he also did very well against a, a top corner in Darius Slay. Um, Slay had a PFF grade of just 54.9 for the game. Um, Hollywood, over the last few weeks... Um, 28 receptions, 
306 yards and two touchdowns. Hop's only out for one more week. Once Hop comes back, uh, that we're going to be a different team. And you always see uh, a lot of teams, you know, they still might struggle to get going at the start. Um, but the, the the quality comes through, and I think it was going to be so much different now that Hop's back. As I said, Rondell Moore was out. He was supposed to step up this year and be, you know, WR3, uh, and, and he's only just now got in. And you saw uh, against the Eagles how important he can be. Um, he, he was very solid um, in that, you know, in that week uh, against the Eagles uh, on Sunday, sorry. Um, seven receptions for 68 yards, and he, he just made things happen. So for me... Um, I think we are just going to get better. Uh, obviously, I do take your point, but injuries are the main thing, really, and we're going to be well, able to do better. On that, on that injury thing, uh, in terms of total players uh, lost to IR throughout the season, you're, you're middle of the pack. Of course, that doesn't tell the story of, of how many important players you've lost for games whatsoever. But it doesn't. It does without looking into it. it doesn't strike me that the Cardinals have been super unlucky the, this season with injuries. It seems like. Yeah, everyone's dealing with a lot of injuries every week. I, I just think that, that there's not really been anything good about these Cardinals teams. It's just been Kyler Murray um, saving the day when he has saved the day. And, and I don't think that he's even been utilised correctly either. And I, I think you would agree with that as well. Yeah, I, I think we could use... So I think we could use Kyler Murray a lot more. I think when we're using his rushing abilities, um, that's when we're, our offense really gets going. You see when Kyler sort of is able to pick up 50, 60 yards on the scramble, uh, it sort of opens up our offense. Um, but I think you know Benjamin has been uh, a um, has been a good good spark. Uh, he's done well to come in. Uh, James Connor has been banged up as well. Like it's not just sort of one two players. We've got a players across the offense who are injured you know as soon as we sort of start getting players like Rondell Moore back you know we lose our center in Rodney Hudson uh, <clears throat> you know and we played that game without Rodney Hudson uh, against the Eagles um, so we are unable to get in in the true rhythm of, of how we play uh, and I think that's just a matter of time we're still so early on and I think in a way it could benefit us down the stretch where we've typically not done well but having somebody like D-Hop come back in a lot more fresh uh, yeah. sort of these players I think I think we are going to be a lot better and we will prove it. And also the defense has been, you know, we have struggled, of course, but I think there was a big improvement. Um, again, obviously not to start, but in that second half, we really were able to nullify Jalen Hurts. Obviously he did do well, but he didn't blow us out of the war, not considering how well the Eagles have done, especially, you know, Nick Sirianni has been considered, you know, head coach uh, of the year at OS early, but he's one of the favorites to win it. And, um, you know, we were able to keep the Eagles scoring down low. Um, they didn't score a touchdown in that second half. And, and J.J. Watt coming back, it has been massive. Players like Isaiah Simmons, Byron Murphy and Zach Allen, they're all coming into the fold. And it's still quite young players that need to develop. But I think I've seen enough and there's enough in that team where we will turn it around. No, that is uh, that is fair enough. I just uh, I don't know. It it kind of seems like a broken offense to me whatsoever. Now there has been players missing, but has yeah, been because of that. But there's not been any rhythm. Like there's no been cons not any consistency for anyone to really get going. And when there has been, it's only been Hollywood Brown, and that link up has been clear. Zach Hurts as well has done well. Um, you know, as you say, it, there will be that sort of rhythm will come. But I just I just need to see it from I, I want to see you score thirty points or something just to know that that everything's working alright and everything's okay because I I'm not just saying it because you brought up the Cardinals I, I'm worried about them I'm not being impressed at all. No, Let's I think it's fair enough. Yeah, 
Oh, but I just I think we're going to improve. Let's see. It'll be exciting to track that. Right, so we'll move it on to Reese's team. Reese, what you got? So the team that I think record lies a bit is, believe it or not, the Eagles. Wait, sorry, sorry. We haven't. We didn't actually. Oh, yeah, do, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, I completely forgot. Do the game or anything? I forgot <laughs> completely about the would I lie to. All right, all right, yeah. all right, all right. Just, uh, it's so we need a producer. I was getting, I was getting too involved with my my Cardinals takes. Okay, okay, okay. So Ashes put it to us: the Cardinals are more deserving of a better record than two and three. They're a better team than two and three would suggest. So what do we think, Reeve? That was Rob Bryden's little opinion. Okay, uh, you're thing. saying it's true, truth or lie? Reese, what you got? Uh, I think he's speaking the truth. To be honest, as as much as I think they stink, I, I think that <laughs> they've got a, they've got a team there capable of doing much bigger things than being free and two. I think there's a lot of problems that need to be solved, but they definitely do have a roster capable of performing a lot better than how they are at the minute. Uh, well. Probably not surprising from everything I was saying before. Um, it's a it's a bloody lie to me, mm. uh, um, and I think uh, I I think the Forty ers will be taking that division with Jimmy that's, G. Who the fool? That's fine. I, I think um, we're gonna make a slow sort of rise up. Uh, like no one's gonna really see it coming. Then we go bang, Kyle in bang. the playoffs, and then somehow we're in the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll stop that right there. Please put us on quickly, please. My team that I think's record lies is the Eagles, believe it or not. <laughs> Go on. I mean, don't get me wrong, I think that, again, it's a good roster. They are capable of being a good winning team, but I think to see them 5-0 and is something that I definitely didn't expect. Well, yeah, and they um, should have been four and one after Sunday, anyway. Yeah, well, that's one of my points. I think they, they struggled against that Cardinals team that, as we've just touched on, is struggling themselves. They've only scored thirty points once this season, and it was in the opener against the Lions. Yeah. And that was a game where they also conceded over thirty points. I think. As I say, they definitely are a good team and Jalen Hurts has surprised us quite a bit this season, showing us more in depth what he can do. But again, you look at the teams they've played to get that 5-0 record and the only challenges they've really had with the Vikings, who we touched on last week, are, can be very inconsistent. And the Cardinals, and they, they did struggle against that stinky Cardinals side. They picked up wins against the Commanders, the Lions and the Jaguars, who are all teams who haven't Stop. really shown us much. I mean mm. yeah, I just don't I don't think I don't think it's a, if they had had more of a challenge we like played for instance the Bills or the Chiefs, we would not be seeing them five and all. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I mean you look at their strength of schedule and I think uh that that says a lot of it. Uh, right there. Obviously, we'll see how the season goes, but um, they just weren't challenged against the commanders. And um, uh, and to be fair, that's that's the thing itself. Good, it takes a good team to to absolutely to wallop a, a bad team or whatever. But I've, they've they've not really put any teams to the sword. They're, again, I don't know. Is that a because um, they've been comfortable? Is that just a product of them running the ball so well that they they're not going to score going 
be explosive through the air, take those risks um, when when they're comfortable in the game already. But I, I don't know. I kind of I kind of feel on the same vibe. Are they a five and OD? Are they the NFL's best team? Are they uh, deserving of the 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 last undefeated record in the NFL? Yeah, I'm not so sure. No, I, I don't think so. I think I think they were quite lucky to beat us, really, considering obviously we've not been great um, and. To, to, to the, the you know they were they for what I was saw and heard for the Eagles going into the game I was expecting better uh, and to me they they weren't as good you know considering how poorly our defense has been Jalen Hurts you know he didn't run right against us you know he, he did score two rushing touchdowns but uh they were like one yard um runs you know at the line that and obviously he did get down there well with aj brown dallas goda etc etc but and you know no one's saying that the eagles aren't a good team they are a good yeah team. we're not saying you know, that you, you, when you mention names like dallas goda and aj brown Jaden hurts it's clear there is talent on that team but i just do not think that it justifies a 5-0 and record. No. Uh, obviously, on that O-line as well, you've got the likes of Jason Kelsey there. You know, they, they've got... They've got good players across the board, even in defence as well, the likes of Darius Slay. But I think... And I think, you know, they're going to be, be a playoff team again, but I don't think, as you say, they come up against the better teams. Uh, I don't see them getting too much further in the playoffs as last year. Like No, they're, they're fifth in both offensive and defensive DVOA, which... And they score it... They're, Accumulating 420 yards a game, obviously, it's very expensive, uh, very impressive. But like you say, the schedule goes into that. Um, so let, let's have a little, a little vote on it, shall we? Okay, Ashworth. you're saying it's true, truth or lie? Cheers, Rob. I'm saying the record is a lie. Oh shit! Have we kind of confused things here? Because on the last one, did we? Are we saying that the the record is a truth or a lie, or or the other person is telling the truth or a lie? No, oh, I thought it was the other person. Yeah, yeah. So did I. So did I. Oh fuck. It's kind of. That's, I've just realised it's kind of confusing there. But it's kind of contrived bullshit. But go on, Ash. Yes, uh, you're, you're saying is Reese is Reece, what Reese said true or false? What Reese is saying it is true. Their their record. But the, their record is false. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I didn't realise. I didn't realise how dumb it was. Okay. Right. If it was um, just the record, we'll go for. Then the record is definitely a lie. If they're not a five no team, and okay. as, as looking to the Cardinals, we're not a two and three team. That record is a lie. I mean, you, the, the thing is with the Eagles as well. You got a lot of people putting Jalen Hurts up there for MVP, but as we say, look at the teams he's played. Like. It's, it's. I think it's just craziness. And yes, obviously the five and all record gives people the ability to hype them up so much. But yeah, that that record's definitely a lie in it. Well, yeah, and we'll see how. I think against the Cowboys Monday night, that's going to be the big one. That, they, that's the first big test. If Jalen Hurts does well in against that offense and they come away with the win. You know, considering how well that Cowboys D has been performing, then that's you know that's a big test for them. Yeah, and uh, um, they've given up a fair few rush yards per game, 105, which is not in the top ten defensively. And obviously, the Cowboys have got uh, got Zeke and Pollard, and they've got Cooper Rush, so they'll be looking to to run the ball against the Eagles. And I, I think they will be able to find some success there. And if Dak was back, I'd definitely be on the Cowboys train for that one but um if they go and if they go and wall up the Cowboys the Eagles schedule this year is um is kind of e- uh, easy you got Cowboys and the Steelers and the Texans 
The Commanders, Colts, Packers, Titans, Giants, Bears, what? Cowboys, Saints, Giants. That's like, ridiculous. Yeah, I kind of want to change my mind because uh, who do they play there? They play the Packers and, and that's it. That's anyway, crazy. going back to the game, Mr. Discom, am I telling the truth or am I lying? He's not going to say I'm telling the truth sat there in his eagle jersey. The little oh, yeah. Jersey, Look at him I trying to switch from the little fake Bucks fan. Look at him jumping yeah. on the Eagles train just because they're 5-0. Yeah, he's, five and oh. Oh. he's not had that jersey <laughs> off since he started winning. <laughs> Uh, as you were with me, actually, as you paid for this jersey in the first place. Yeah, uh, I can't believe of, I was letting you be this dirty little fake fan in the middle of the um, in the in the middle of the summer. So nothing. Well, I knew how I knew they were going to do well. He talked about my predictions. <laughs> I was definitely standing on the Eagles Hill you before were, the season. You were, you were ready um, to jump ship from the Bucks to the Eagles then, weren't you? You no, were preparing no, no. in the yeah, summer. That's what you were doing, you dirty boy. Can appreciate a different team. Um, and also, this is a this is a this is not an up to date. I would not wear an up to date Eagles jersey. This is a retro Michael Vick jersey. Mm. It's got Jalen Hurts on the back. <laughs> um, <laughs> Anyway, I, I've finally made my mind up. I um, I think you are lying, Reese. I think I think the Eagles' record, and I didn't think I was going to say this. I think he's telling the truth. I just think they're uh, so balanced. Like you've got AJ Brown now in the passing game. Obviously, they're so good at running the ball. The offensive line is so good. The defensive line is good, and like. Like I said I was trying to think of a weakness before kind of get on board with you, Reese. But the weakness is uh, they're the eleventh worst rush defense. But if that's your if that's your weakness, then that's. I think you're looking at statistics too much. I'm looking at the eye test. The eye test is important. And after watching them, I don't think they're that good. They were lucky to beat us, and we're not even anywhere near uh, where we should be. We're not anywhere near our full potential. I don't think that. I don't think. all they were lucky to be or they was lucky towards the end of the game but they like you weren't in the game in the first half they, they dominated you and then and then let you back into it as well yeah. they absolutely yeah, but is that is that a product of the eagles or is that a product of the cardinals being well you can't stinky? just go on and say there are only so many teams in the league like you, you still got to beat what's in front of you or whatever and it's still uh impressive when you beat the commanders so comfortably and the vikings who are a decent side so comfortably um there's only Definitely there. a and, tricky and one. another thing uh, yeah, it is a tricky one. I'm definitely not sure, but no, no one else uh, is impressing me too much. Not in the NFC, uh, in the NFC anyway. Like um, I, I do think Super they Bowl? have looked by, by far and away for the. Yeah, maybe maybe I, w- I wouldn't have them as the NFL's best team over the Bills and the Chiefs. Um, but through five weeks, I, I'd say they're the, the toast of the NFC. Oh well, yeah, and obviously if it's the Eagles versus the Bucks in the championship game, you're laughing either way. Yeah, half and half shirts and scarves will be coming out. <laughs> God, well I need to I need to find a second team. You both have second teams. Where I need to find mine. Um, yeah, that, so uh, I'm jumping off the buck. That definitely sounds like you're jumping off the cards right now. No, 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 I, just I like would never do that. I've just been back in the boys. Oh, I need to find a second team. I was after all the shit you've given as well. <laughs> mm, so controversial. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not finding the second team. I don't need one. Kyler, let's go. Right, that takes me on to my team, and as ever, I'm pretty. I'm pretty undecided. I was gonna go with. I, I think the obvious, the most obvious team for this segment, and you touched on them before, Ash. The the Las Vegas Raiders. 
Their four last their four losses have come by a total of fourteen points. They've got elite players on both sides of the ball that can drag them out of it. Obviously, Devante Adams, Max Crosby, Derek Carr will play better as the season goes on, I believe. And their schedule does actually get a lot, a lot easier now. But I just cannot bring myself to do it. I don't love the vibe. Uh, winning, winning these close games is a skill in itself, and beating, beating yourself and the coach's decision. Like I definitely would have just kicked the extra point there. I, I liked how aggressive they were, and that's how they managed to stay in the game. But um, I, I just think you kick the extra point there because you've got the defense has got yeah. to stop the Chiefs e- either way. Um, I can't believe they didn't kick the the field goal. Uh, and and the not, uh, extra point. Sorry. To, yeah, and it's to, not to, like take it to, off. Um, over time. It, yeah, I mean, there was plenty of time left for, for him to score, but if, uh, take your chances or trust your defence like a little bit, even if you're playing yeah. home. It's not like your offence is, is that smooth where, you, where you're that confident of punching it in. But anyway, anyway, uh, I'm not sure. I'm not I'm not loving the vibe. Everyone seems angry. Of course, that's natural when you're 1-4, and four, but they're beating themselves with these silly mistakes. I, I don't really like it. Devaney Adams just beat the shit out of a cameraman. I don't, I don't really like it. <laughs> I think... My my Bill Belichick speech early has impassioned me for the for the Patriots, um, so I'm going to go with the New England Patriots. They sit at two and three, but I think this is a wild card team that is being slept on. Losses have been to Miami, Miami Dolphins, Baltimore, and Green Bay. Don't know why I I had to re- explain that the Miami were Dolphins, but anyway, this record lies, boy. The defense is 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 pretty bloody good. They're ninth in DVOA. Um, and, and I think they've played better than, than the stats will show so far this year. Uh, they've got fourth-round rookie corner Jack Jones. Looks like an absolute steal from the draft. He has a PFF grade of 90.2 already. A rookie corner in his first five games. That's pretty insane. Already has two interceptions. Matt Judon is flying about with the heart of that defense. The run D has been a bit leaky, all right. Um but I, I do think that will improve um, as the season goes on. I, I, offense has been 22nd in DVOA, but they've had Bailey Zappi for a, a game and a half or whatever like that. Could be a lot worse. And and the biggest thing to me is, like I was saying earlier, I'm, I was never off the Bill Belichick train. I was just questioning whether his sanity had started to just, just fall out of his ears a little bit or whatever. <laughs> but I think that, that to have a coaching staff and to have Bill Belichick like that, and they are normally a team that gets better as as the season goes on, and and they're they're playing the best football as we approach the playoffs and get into the playoffs. Um, obviously they're they're in a tough division now, um, but I don't think I think the AFC is is top heavy. I think you got the you got the Bills and the Chiefs uh, and a couple others at the top, but then I think I think those wild card places um, are, are more than up for grabs, and I think the Patriots will grab one. Uh, the Patriots are just quite strange. Uh, yeah, they're tough. Yeah, Mac Jones you know, will be back as early as, as this week. Yeah, yeah, and obviously I, I think Mac Jones fits that system well. He's sort of sort He's of similar, that, similar. I don't know. I guess sort of similar to Tom Brady, not of the same caliber, but it's what, oh, no, I see what the, the QB of what Bill Belichick would want, and it's not a surprise that they drafted him, um, <clears throat> and. I, I, don't, I don't know if it is the record is that surprising I think 
uh, you sort of that's where I'd sort of expect the Patriots to be like um, hovering, as I said earlier, sort of hovering uh, above and and below um, five hundred. Obviously, it just cut towards the the stretch whether they'd push on to go above five hundred and make the playoffs, or whether they'd fall off. So I think this is the sort of place where I'd expect them to be, considering where they've played and um, with Bailey Zappi in at quarterback. Yeah, I mean, to, to be to be fair, what am I really saying here? Like, if they're wild, they should be three and two, or uh, rather than two and three, which at this stage of the season is the difference in the game. But what I'm saying is really like not getting a lot of attention right now. I don't yeah. think a lot of people would be putting them in their playoffs at the minute. But I, I think that that's wrong. I think they will be a, a wild card team. And and you look at their schedule now coming up. They've got the Browns, Bears, Jets, Colts, and Jets. So, uh, I mean, you, I mean, you could be looking at at five or three, and I think uh, that that will be more like that at the end of that run of games. We forgot about the the fact it's a little love triangle for each, didn't we, Ash? With him supporting them Patriots <laughs> when Tom Brady was there and jumping ship to the box. You're just talking about bit, all his favorite teams. Bit bit of a weird triangle going on there. This <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, any team I say anything positive about. Well, I just <laughs> Right, so uh, what are you guys think? I personally think you're lying. I think um, you, you look at the division and they, they caused the Bills some problems last season, but you look at the strength for the Bills again this season and the strength for the Dolphins, I think divisionally... They, they don't have a chance there. They're going to pick up two losses against us and two against the Dolphins. I, I think, I don't think, I don't think we'll see them in the playoffs. Fair enough, Ashley. Okay, you're saying it's true? Truth? No, I'm saying it's true, Rob. Is it me? Yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm keeping uh, that in. I think, I think it's a lie. Wait, I'll, wait, I'll bamboozle myself again. <laughs> yeah, wait, <laughs> wait, wait. Do you oh, think the Patriots' record... No, 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 wait. Do you think what I said is a truth or a lie? I think what you said is a lie. Okay, okay. That's yeah, I, I, I think their record, yeah, is true. But right. I, don't, I don't think they're that right. good. I think the Jets have a better chance of making the playoffs. Oh, Whoa, I'm, I'm, I'm sticking that. with my so Jets. So controversial. <laughs> so controversial. <laughs> Um, I'm sticking with my Jets hype. I'm sticking with them. I was hot on them at the beginning of the season. I stuck with them. uh, And Robert Sala's now getting the wind under his belt. Zach Wilson's back and he's playing well. I think Zach Wilson looks like NFL ready now. And I'm um, liking the Jets. I'm not sure about that. I actually, uh, I nearly had the Jets as one of my Lion teams because they're actually worse worse than what they suggested. But we'll get into the Jets um, some other time, I reckon. Um, I was about to say something, but oh yeah, no, I was gonna ask what what do you think the Patriots' record will be by at the end of the season? Then put a number on it. Obviously, without mm. seeing their schedule, or whatever. Hey, don't think about it too long, lads. I think we'll see them. At Here comes a man. Seven. Nice. Oh, but you just call me a fucking liar. <laughs> <laughs> you think? 
So will they make the playoffs okay. then? Uh, nine and seven. No, nine and like, ten and seven. Did you say ten and seven will make the yeah, playoffs? Ten and seven will make the playoffs. Yeah, I think and there's so. a lot. There's a lot better looking record than two and three is. But... I I got my words mixed up. I meant seven and ten. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, I think seven and ten as well. Seven. And seven and ten. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that'd be interesting. I wanna. I'm writing this out. I'm booking You'd be heartbroken, right wouldn't you? Me, yeah. Well, I mean, like, I've got the <laughs> Patriots. I got the Eagles. Got the Bucks. Surely one of them will do. Yeah. Well. <laughs> More like fucking Reese with chi- with um Mahomes and Josh Allen for fuck's sake. Yeah, more, yeah, more just as the end of the league, like, you can't do that. You can't do Fanny, that. If anything, it's the Giants and the Bills. No, 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 no. Oh, because he predicted one Giants. <laughs> um, Brian Dave. Uh, who did who did a pick? Who did a pick as my dark horses? <laughs> what before the season? Well, we didn't do it before the season. We <laughs> oh, no, last no, week. No, no, no. Um, know, you probably said the Chiefs or something, mate. <laughs> Chiefs has dark horses. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, you said that was the the introduction of the so controversial drop. Yeah, yeah no, I do remember. Um, I call it ridiculous, but we'll see. We'll see. Right. Anyway, I think it's time to move on to another new segment for the week. Somebody wants to go to bed. But yeah, no, it's absolutely time to move it on to Reese's brainchild rookie roundup. Reese, take us away. So it's been a big week. It was a big week for the Bills rookies and it gave me the idea after seeing how our rookies performed as well as the rookies on the Jets. So a good good weekend for the AFC East rookies. I think Ash is going to touch on the Jets rookies. But first of all, I wanted to give some recognition to Mr. Khalil Shakir getting his first touchdown as a Bill First career touchdown. We had James Cook finally showing us a glimpse of why we drafted him with an explosive 24-yard rushing touchdown to get his name on the board. And we had our first pick for a first-round pick, Kerry Lamb, which was impressive to see. Finally, he's been working really hard. He's always staying behind watching film. Von Miller said he's always asking the right questions. He's doing everything he can to be a top, top NFL athlete. So, yeah, I think it's really nice to see the rookies finally shine through. I know it is a bit of a game that was pretty much finished when all of these things happened, but it's still very nice to see trust getting put in the rookies and it paying off. Yeah, it can be hard if you're one of the elite teams in the league to like get your get your rookies integrated and get them playing enough snaps and whatever for them to feel comfortable. That's why you want... A couple or a few games like this in the season where you can relax a bit, put these rookies out and see what they're all about. So, yeah, um, Khalil Shakir, I was impressed with. And, uh, of course, the game is gone by that point, but he's got a 71 PFF grade so far. Um, uh, 8.2 yards after the catch per per reception. So, um, pass rating when targeted is 130.8. So, yeah, but promising signs for the Bills. Looks like the rich get richer. Yeah, I think I think the Bills do quite a good job at developing the rookies. Really, obviously, um, you look at um, somebody like Gregory Rousseau; he's um, done quite a good job um, coming in, and obviously the development in which Josh Allen has made. Obviously, we know how difficult it is. It doesn't matter whether you get drafted um, in the first round, first overall. Uh, it does not matter. Um, and from when Josh Allen first came into the league as now, um, you know the development has been clear and how well they've done so I think the Bills definitely do a good job developing those young guys something that the Cardinals do not do as well 
Mm, the builds are just in a very, like, kind of annoyingly great place as a franchise right now. You've got your, your absolute superstar of a quarterback. They keep hitting on <laughs> picks, and you've got talent and depth across the board. So, yeah, well done to you, Reese, mate. <sighs> yeah, what a Thank surprise you, you picked much, them, yeah. mate. Little glory hunter. <laughs> someone's a bit someone's a bit sour because his team stinks. <laughs> we don't we don't our record lies no, mate we, we, we just don't. established that the record that. is lying the record is lying alright <laughs> um right, give us a little rookie roundup, would you yeah so we'll, we'll carry on with the Jets um obviously keep Keeping up with the the hype train on them, Sauce Gardner has done done wonders to that Jets secondary this season. Tied fourth in the He's NFL so with six passes def- defended and tied first among all rookies. Uh, overall defensive PFF grade of six seven point three, uh, and he could be making a push for defensive rookie of the year. Um, and on Brees Hall, obviously also showing how good he is. Why they drafted him? Um, he sort of come out uh, recently, uh, making things happen, uh, getting touchdowns and. The last time two players from the same team won Rookie of the Year awards was 2017 with the Saints in Alan Kamara and Marshawn Lattimore. So would be wow. crazy if we saw Source Gardner and Brees Hall as the two winners. And I think it's definitely could happen, especially because the Jets are going to make the playoffs because Zach Wilson's also class. Yeah, when you look at the performance that I'm to at the weekend, you had on. I think it was one of the first plays of the game. You had. Sauce Gardner forcing a safety, and I think he got his first pick as well. And then you had Brees Hall, he had two receptions for 100 yards, and he, he went for 97 yards on the ground as well. It's very impressive from them, and it, it shows that the, the Jets might might have drafted really well there. Uh, did you mention Garrett Wilson? I did not, and he, he's done well, uh, obviously. Um, but I think hey, Brees Hall's been, been, been that main guy. Source has been great, but I would, I would maybe put uh, Garrett Wilson up there, uh, top of all three of them. Um, a couple of touchdowns, a few hundred yards already. He's got a 76 PFF grade, and he just uh, he seems to pop whenever... I'm watching Red Zone or whatever, he seems to absolutely pop. He seems electric yeah. in there. The, They're the drafting really well. Who I mean, obviously... Yeah, like ahead of before the draft, everyone's saying the Jets smashed it and sort of coming to fruition now as well. So I'm sticking yeah, by them. Matt, oh yeah, they're it's my a... second team. Obviously, the Jets are my second team. I've, there I you forgot. go. There you go. <laughs> it's a it's a good place for Sauce Gardner to have gone. <laughs> Robert Sala might not be the best head coach, but we we seen he, he he done pretty well in his time as a defensive coordinator, and that that's probably going to help to bring out the best in what already seems to be a great great talent in Sauce Gardner. And this is exactly what Zach Wilson needed uh, to make his next uh, next next step in the league. Um, some talent and, and players around him who can take the pressure off. He can just hand it off to Brees Hall now, who's making plays on his own. Garrett Wilson is doing the same thing, and they're not being put in in terrible positions by the defense. So, did um, want to give but... a slight mention to Elijah Vera Tucker. Obviously, not a rookie this year, but 
He was a first-round pick, I think it was a couple of years ago, and Peter Schrager gave some credit to him. He has sort of upped his game, and he's sort of been in very, like such a big factor on that offensive line. He's been making allowing the room um, for the likes of Brees Hall to make those runs, and even Michael Carr has done well in that run game. And you even see Zach Wilson popping up with a rushing touchdown himself. So somebody stabilizing that offensive line has also been a massive factor in in, in the Jets. Yeah, especially obviously they lost Mackay Beckton yet again for the season just before it started, so yeah, that's massive. Speaking on the Giants, and having spoke quite a bit about the Giants earlier, I think the, uh, a little interesting bit of information. I think twin. I think it was either twenty fifteen or sixteen was the last time that both New York teams had a winning record. Do you think we could see that see that happen for the first time in a few years this season? Definitely. Uh, like, I, I, like I mentioned before, I'm not I'm not that hot on the Jets. Um, I think obviously they're up against Miami's um, was Skylar Thompson or whatever his name is. Uh, their friend rookie, yeah. Um, at the weekend, they they completely lucked out against the Browns. They needed everything to go right. The onside kick and everything. Um, and then the Steelers. Uh, that was literally Trubisky's last game, and. Um, Kenny Pickett's first game. I I, I don't know. I I don't think. That, like I said before, I think this is one of the records that that do lie whatsoever. And um, they're in a tough division. Still got the Bills to play twice. Um, the Dolphins again. The Pats, of course. I'm. Um, I think it's going to be another uncomfortable year for the Jets. To be fair, but we will see. We will see strides being taken uh, because of the talent of of, of those rookies. And I think Zach Wilson will take enough of a step forward that, that you're confident that he that he will be a starter in the year three. But I'm not on the Jets train, no way. Hmm, interesting. Okay, so that seems like a good spot to wrap the episode up here. It's been a lot of fun speaking to you guys about all that shit today. We got through a hell of a lot. Hopefully you all enjoyed it at home. Ash, give us a little socials quick. Check us out on Twitter at Throw In Rotation and find us on Instagram, just th- search in Throw In Rotation. Um, also, send us an email, um, throw, in in, throw It In Rotation Pod at gmail.com. We want to hear your feedback. Tell us what you want to hear. It'd, be, it'd just be good to hear what you guys think. Yeah, oh. um, we're also interested in getting more people to join us. We had a first guest last week, so if you're interested and in, getting involved with a chat and a bit of the banter with us free, then feel free to drop us a message and we can try to get something sorted out. Yeah, um, do that. And not to not to carry on too much, but if, if you have enjoyed it or whatever, uh, please share, like it, rate it on Spotify, whatever, tell your friends. We would like more than 12, 12 listeners for one episode. So um, <laughs> get everyone involved if you are enjoying it. Uh, but we'll wrap it up there. But it wouldn't be a throw it in rotation episode without one of these. You like that? So goodbye from me, Ashley and Reese. Ciao. Bye. So that seems like a good spot to wrap up the episode. Uh, it's been a lot of fun to 
chat with you guys. I don't like that. I don't think it was that fun. And I'm not going to oh. say that. Oh. Um, I'm just going to want to start again. You didn't think it was fun? Well, you, 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 you said it was going to be a burst episode and you'd be disappointed if not. What? So you can't really yeah, yeah, I've got a end on a buzz as well. Why, why did you say you've not had fun? Um, I have had fun. I just couldn't think of anything to say. Uh, I said that sentence, so I just, I just bowled it. Right. Right. Sorry, everyone. you got to keep that Real same, nice one, mate. same unbelievable episode energy to close it. <laughs> Oh my god, what an episode! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I love that episode so much. Did you that's, like that? Um, that's a drop. <laughs> <laughs>